Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Those Good Old Fashioned Values, that show that you know and love and will only listen to in the new year. That's your New Year's resolution, is you only listen to us. No other podcast, you can't listen to any other podcast, it's just us. Today, it's Spencer needed to take a nap or something, and so he... Uh, he first it was he had too much homework, then he turns out he didn't have that much homework, or at least yeah. as much as he thought, but he was such a tired baby... And But Ty's sick because she didn't get to call out in advance, so she has to be here, too. So this is an Andy-led autism power hour. Spencer needs his little bottle and his nappy by. Meanwhile, I've been fucking... Bits of my brain have been dripping out of my head for the past 12 hours. But I, I fucking... I stuck through it. I fucking... I'm chilling. I'm getting through it. So, yeah, Andy's gonna be the main guy on this one. I'm gonna be just, like, doing cunty little asides throughout most of the thing. So, yeah, uh... We're doing Looney Tunes because Looney Tunes have been on on my mind a lot lately, as as they always are. Yeah. Um, They're on your mind. They're also on the damn TV. We uh, like. I think you know, I, I'm pretty sure we had. Uh, this was before we started Autism Power Hour. This is actually not the time. First time it has been a solo Andy and Ty episode talking about Looney Tunes. I think we also we did an episode like three years ago on the Looney Tunes show. Oh or yeah. Something. Yeah, but uh, I this, this is you guys. I don't think I was. Was I on that? Oh, it might have been. I thought it was. It might have been me and Spencer, but you might have been. I, I don't know. Anyway, that uh, was a good fucking show. I love that. Like they made the honeymooners, but with Bugs and Daffy. I I genuinely not to rehash that whole show. I do think the funniest fucking joke of all time was to make a Looney Tunes show that's just a sitcom. I think that's such a good joke, because it's like, everyone's going into it being like, oh yeah, they're going to be doing like wacky, you know, like pranks to each other, and oh, it's all just like dialogue. That's very funny to me. It's a good twist. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm probably just going to be talking about the classic shorts. Uh, I could I could probably fill up an entire hour's worth just talking about it themselves. Um, I Let's figured hope so. The- because that's kind of uh, that's kind of the one thing we have to do on this. Don't don't worry. Uh, it'll be half half Looney Tunes, half your funeral, and processions oh. in the background. Um, Hearses are so, so expensive. Obviously, a couple ways I could break this down. I could do Hearses I could do so by characters. Expensive. I could do the shorts themselves. But I figure the simplest way of handling it is I'm just going to run oh. down Actually. the directors. I can buy a used hearse for as little as $64,088. Or no, $6,488. A used, um, a used what? A used hearse. Like for funerals. Like for, like, oh, okay. Like a what a fucking can... bargain. Yeah. I can get some cheap ones. Ty! <laughs> well, I feel like Florida. you would love to give a eulogy at your own funeral. Yeah, I probably would. I love talking. It's so funny. I'm looking through, like, all these used hearses. You want to guess how many of them are from Florida? <laughs> Most? The answer is 90% of them. <laughs> I assume. Well, actually, I was going to say, I assume it's for, but the, the real answer is probably just fucking retirement communities. That's what I'm That's saying the, is the main, like, the main industries in Florida are Disney World and hearses. Yeah, I was thinking earlier yeah. that it's like, well, maybe it's because Florida has, like, some stupid law that makes it easier to sell. And that's probably true, but it's also just the old people state. I was overthinking it. You actually, uh, you don't have to pay taxes as a hearse company if you use it to hit gay people in Florida. <laughs> yeah. It is so funny That is that. just what, like, 
It's so funny I that feel like Disney state is also the one where it's like, if you're fucking trans, we'll shoot you with a sniper rifle. I feel like if you asked an algor- an AI to just spit out, like, a DeSantis Florida law, that'd probably be, like, yeah, that checks all the boxes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Looney Tunes. If you, if you um, asked an AI to spit out anything Ron DeSantis says, you'd be like, damn, I'm already working on it. He actually already has me doing that. The man is run by AI. This is not going to be a funny episode. <laughs> no. This episode but we persist. Be, this episode is going to be like a, like a test of endurance almost. Where it's like, if you can get through this episode, then you're like a real ass beep that we fuck with. This episode is a test to see, because... I assume, you know, you could just be watching it, but if you're listening on your phone while you're working out or something, this is a test to see how long you can go without just going, fuck it, I'm turning this off. I like, I, like I, I believe in you. I might have to delete this from the podcast. I literally almost just said <laughs> It's not something I say, in my, it's not something I say in my life. It's not, I, do, I do not say it. But something <laughs> in me was like, oh, you better pull up right now or you're going to do something very fancy. <laughs> Ty's dying and she's taking me with I just, her. It's, I mean, I listen, I got out of there. I was like fucking Hudson Hawk. And the, no, no, I'm grateful no, for name, that. What was his name? What was the Hudson guy's name? Tom Hanks in the Hudson River. Yeah. Sully Hamburglar, okay? Uh, and I was like, I pulled up. Like, I, I that was a miraculous landing that involved me not getting immediately canceled forever. But... <laughs> No, we're, uh, we're, so anyway, Looney Tunes, what's up with these guys? They got, like, a bug and, like, a rabbit and, like, an alien. They do, they do. I don't know. How come his name is Bugs Bunny if he's not a bug? I actually know the answer to that. Uh, okay. It's because uh, one of the, like, proto shorts before they really nailed down on his design and personality uh, was directed... Uh, by uh, director Bugs Hardaway, oh. and on the model sheet for the character uh, for the short, they, his name was Bug apostrophe S at uh, Got Bunny. Got it. Like Bugs the bunny, is bunny who belongs to Bug. Okay. Yes. Do you think he and Bugs Meanie get along on account of their shared first name? I don't know. I think he died super early in the '60s, so maybe the world never got. No, I meant Bugs Meanie from Encyclopedia Brown. Oh my god! The, the I, bad guy from Encyclopedia. I think Brown. I think it's just because my mom had a book, and that's like when I and I read it when I was that's like seven. But mom. yeah, otherwise, yeah. I have I have like maybe thirty minutes of my life I have paid attention to Encyclopedia Brown. There was, you are the youngest person in the world who knows this much about Encyclopedia I Brown. Read the, I'm fucking Hardy Boys, Encyclopedia Brown, Nancy Drew. I fucking read it all. I read all of the the child uh, detectives. Because I think my mom was like, well, maybe that'll be like, maybe if you read about all the smart kids, you'll be like, that'll be like stimulating for your brain. Instead, you're the annoying one. No, I was pretty smart until I started doing alcohol and drugs. And this. And this. Um, There was (laughs) one of the funniest things, or not funniest, I guess, but like the one Encyclopedia Brown thing I can remember, because I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Was like, because I think I always like came into it being like, oh, there's like a, you know, there's like a very like regimented like scientific solution, like you know, you're gonna be like, like it's airtight, like it's like there's no way, you know, like it's like a well crafted mystery where it's like you see this and it's like, well, there's no way to quibble, but it's also you know I could have gotten it, 
and there was like this whole story about like someone who like stole a fancy pen or something, and they had like a <coughs> someone got like framed for it who had a broken arm, and the solution to it was like, well, he put it in the he put it in the wrong pocket, and because he had a broken arm, he couldn't have put it in that pocket, and it's like what the fuck. What the fuck are you talking? Like, you're not a cop. You're just like eight. Like, stop. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why are we talking about like pocket science? Also, anyway. like, I definitely could, while running, put like put a like a pen in the opposite pocket or whatever. Like, they would not be hard for me. Okay, so I'm I'm not gonna go over the directors in any specific order. I'm just gonna go over the order that makes sense. Oh, we're not even talking about like the guys. We're talking about the the backstage. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, we'll I talk thought this about, whole like, episode would be like so. Bugs Bunny. He's like a he's like a rascal, but he's also like he gets the job done. Daffy. No, Duck. yeah. I mean, we're, like we'll also talk loony, about the guys, but, also, but I like, think you know. Okay. We'll talk about how the magic is made. So we'll, we'll, Marvin the Martian, with, he keeps trying to shatter the Earth with an earth-shattering kaboom. That he can't find for And he can't reason. find it anywhere. And he gets really agitated about it. Uh, so, so I'm going to start with Tex Avery, because, you know, yeah. he was the first, like, real consistently funny director. He essentially defined the direction the studio would go in for its entire life. What if, Te- uh, Tex Avery, sorry, you know, this, before this we get into of it, how, uh, like... What if yeah. his name was Jack Astbury and he was just like, while he was making all his funny cartoons, he also had like someone hit him in the dick with a dildo? Apparently. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, continue. They would do, they did do goofy fucking shit and office pranks down there because they were all assholes and we could do it who were in their own like corner of the lot. So they would just fuck with each other all the time. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's, it's a uh, shock any of the cartoons got done because they kept hitting each other with baseball bats and like installing a giant hand around a door that when you I think through. I think they had to specifically like mark I think I think labor department made a mark off which ceiling tiles had anvils under them because uh, they were just hiding too many. Damn. Do you think um <coughs> fuck uh sorry do you think that like Tex Avery in the in those offices ever like painted a, a door on the wall and made it look like really realistic, and then like <laughs> put a whoopee cushion there somewhere. I don't think I don't think the fake jo- door joke had been like real codified by the time he got there, but I'd hope so. Um, so Tex Avery is like really important to the history of animation because he was the first guy to be like, man. Isn't it fucking disgusting how much of boring fucking squares Disney are? Look at these fucking assholes. And that's, like, the time-honored, like, tradition. And, like, we think of Disney as kind of this forever thing. Like, Mickey Mouse is old. He's just now getting in the public domain, like, next week, I think. No, wait. No, he's not. Come on. (laughs) He actually is going in the public domain this year. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Well, he might go back out, because, you know, laws and stuff. But temporarily... A version of there's, Mickey Mouse is about to be in the public domain. There's soon. no oh, okay, like Steamboat Willie, right? Yes, yes, okay. Steamboat I thought, Willie. Because I heard about that, and I'm like, whatever, you know. That's but I thought you meant like Mickey Mouse himself, and I'm like, no, no. If you no, give him no red pants, way. they will they will come after you. If you draw Mickey Mouse with red pants and like curvy ears, there ain't no and, like, way. Anything, yeah, yeah, they will they will ruin you. They're gonna fucking go through every frame with a fine tooth comb. I have long um, said, I feel like, and I know they wouldn't do it, 
I feel like by this point, they should just fucking pass a law that's like, Mickey Mouse is like the one guy who you can never use. Like, he's just pub- he's just like forever yeah. out of the public domain. Can we knock off the rest of this shit? Can we like, it's can insane. we chill with the fucking, yeah. It's insane yeah. that you just can't make your own Superman show or whatever now. I could. Like, I you, could like you, but anyway, like, I think a lot of it, like, Avery is, is super important uh, to a lot of the creation of the studios. He's like, the most important person involved with the creation of Daffy Duck, worked on a lot of the early Porky stuff, directed the first 100% real official Bugs Bunny short. I think his style is good, but I feel like, one, because he left the studio pretty early on, I think he was his last of his shorts were out by 43, I want to say? Uh, 42, and, like, other directors do the, the kind of screwball thing. And also, he just made better stuff at MGM, which he left. And But there, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, if I had to recommend some shorts for someone who has somehow never seen Tex Avery shorts, just in general, uh, obviously Red Hot Riding Hood. Like, you've all seen the clip from that. You've all seen The Wolf with the Hammer. Yeah. it's It's insane he didn't kill himself. I mean, like, just frankly, we should not be encouraging kids to do this stuff because, like, he easily could have died. And, like, this was before labor protection also. So it's like he was not only should someone have been sued for it, but, like, definitely we should not be, like, advertising that to the public. No, they marketed this stuff to kids. Um, Wild hair, obviously. One one of my favorite shorts, uh, which just got released on DVD for the first time, like, two years ago. It's crazy. We're still having to fucking re-release old Looney Tunes short. Uh, Amateur Night. Uh, the condition is it's just uh, a bunch of gags about, like, at a, a local, like, talent show for amateurs at a shitty theater. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, again, a- Avery's stuff is, like, it's kind of the most quintessential just, like... Slash and, like, immediately just joke, 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 joke. Not very, like, character or writing focused. He's not a big dialogue guy. Okay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying imagine. here. I'm tr- no, no, no. I, I appreciate that you're trying. What is actually happening over here is that I am constantly vacillating between the thoughts where it's like, I should fall asleep right now and I should actively <laughs> kill myself. <laughs> Okay, okay. Good yeah. good to know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way, but good to know. There's also um, um there's also a video on on Twitter of a bunch of ladies at a topless lunch and I'm trying to figure out cuz it's like they made eyes wide shut woke. Uh, but it's like is would that be eyes woke shut or would that be <laughs> They're all like, they're all like, they're all blindfolded also, which is hilarious to me because it's like, what's the fucking point of being, like, not having clothes on if if everyone's like blindfolded? It's like you could just like you could just keep your shirt on. Who could tell? And then there's one lady who's like rubbing a strawberry on another lady before feeding it to her, and it's like that's not <laughs> that's a sex thing. Oh, I think I literally sex. just saw that tweet. I yeah. just scrolled down and yeah, with the yeah. the the, the t- yeah yeah. I mean, I, if someone's got an invite, I'd love to go, but it's, I, don't, I don't get the whole, the whole uh, idea and the engine behind it. It seems pretty. It seems mostly, also, like, as a woman, it's not that hard to be in an environment when, when, where women are getting their tits out. Like, it's pretty, 
It's like this is just like just nudism, let you do but that. like yeah. not fully there. This is no, like this is like there. I would I would describe this as like eating burlesque. Because <laughs> it's is, like it's not really nudism because they all have like pasties on their nipples and stuff. So really, what this is is like a bunch of like. 34-year-old PR specialists are trying to be like, I want to do an eyes wide shut right now, but at brunch. Because they're like white women. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I think do, I could I do, do an do eyes, eyes wide brunch shut. shut. Without... I want to do eyes wide brunch. Yeah. I don't think I could do an eyes wide shut right now without a mimosa. I need, I think that's kind of necessary to the bit. Oh, dog. I just had two mimosas today. It was so good. Mimosas are so fucking good. Because it's just like, it's like, what if we made like a screwdriver for girls? Oh, I forgot. You don't drink. Never mind. Yeah, sorry about that. A screwdriver is like a mimosa for boys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next director I want to talk about real quick is Frank Tashlin. Uh, Tashlin is 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 notable in the history for two re- for a couple reasons. Firstly, he was the only termite terrorist. Uh, the reason why they it, it's called that is the studio was like literally a rundown building on the on Warner Brothers lot that was oh, uh, filled with vermin. I would um, love to see like a like a like a summer camp like eighties comedy about like the rich studio versus like the poor studio and just like just termite tashlin or just being like, Well gee fellas, we're gonna stick it to the we're gonna stick it to the Tex Avery boys this summer. Like tipping their canoe over and it's like, no, all our cells got in the water. Um <laughs> So, uh, the, the first thing that, that Tashlin is that he was the only, like, Warner Brothers director who went on to actually work on, like, features. And, like, he was a big writer for, um, a lot of the later, like, uh, 50s, like, comedies and and stuff. Um, I have not seen most of it, as, as is very apparent. But, again, it is, it is interesting that only, like, one of the guys got to even, like, do that. To, to make real, like stuff outside of animation. Um, he also, like, quit and came back to the studio, like, three times. Uh, the first time was because uh, Leon Schlesinger, who was the head of the company until the late 40s... Um, oh, Eliza Schlesinger's dad. Ha- came into Tashlin's office one day, at- brought up that, hey, you have, like, this side newspaper comic? Uh, I get a cut of that, right? And as you can imagine, uh, yeah. he fucking quit over that. Like, if Spencer came in and was like, hey, Ty... Ima- yeah. Well, first off, imagine if you made money on stand-up. But second was, like, came I down make, to Philly. I made, like, $10 every three months. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> imagine if Spencer was like, hey, where's where's my cut? And came down to Philly. I imagine this podcast would not last much longer. Buddy, it's already not last much longer. <laughs> no, he would probably... Actually, kind of, that's... I feel like that's kind of what we do with the... The show that will not be named. Just like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, we're getting we're getting a piece of that one too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess that is kind of how that works. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you know what? Honestly, but Eliza yeah, um, uh, he was like, he tried yeah, to shake. The, the other time, he got yeah. into an argument with Studio, and the third time, he was just like, I'm, I'm good. I want to move on. I want to do other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I like Tashlin a lot. I think he's very underrated. Uh, one of the big reasons why is that he is the only director that I'm going to mention today that, like, doesn't really have any, like, 
relevant original characters they can call their own. Like, they don't yeah. have, like, like he didn't create, like, a Bugs Bunny, a Dabba Duck. He didn't even create, like, a Marvin the Martian or Gossamer the Monster. Like, he has a bunch of one-offs, and he made some of the best uh, Daffy and Porky shorts of the 30s and 40s. But in yeah. terms of, like... All his guys are just, like, like Buck Beaver, who showed up in, like, one short. And his defining characteristic was that he wore a backwards baseball cap. Yes. Yeah, I got He's you. Split. I get the vibe. In the 40s, as, yeah. as you do in the 40s. He was, way, no, um, he was way ahead of the curve there. They all thought it was... See, this is where he fucked up, is, like... If he had done it in the 90s, he would have been, like, king of the 90s. But because he did it in the 40s, everyone was like, what the fuck? Does he not know how to wear a hat? Is his, like, is this guy, like, is this guy, like, a moron or something? Why isn't he wearing his hat right? Does this guy not like baseball? Is that why he's waiting in his baseball? Is he protesting baseball? What the fuck is this dance he's doing? Like, putting, oh, hey, Macarena. Like, what the fuck is he? That's not, we don't like fucking, like, we don't like Latin dances here. We do old-fashioned stuff like wiggling your finger and swinging your best girl around. What the fuck are you doing? And then he had to resign in disgrace. Yep. If I can describe, like, Tashlin's style, like, more consistently, his thing is that he, you know, this is maybe a big reason why he went to work on live action in the 50s and stuff, is because, like, a lot of his shorts feel very theatrical. He does a bunch of, like, like, he's probably got the most impressive camera movement, you know, obviously it's animation, there's no camera, but yeah. in terms of, like, shot composition and editing, there's a very, like, large, grand scale to a lot of his shorts. He also made a, a bunch of uh, the really good Daffy World War II shorts. Oh, nice. Just, like, just that, all, like all the Hitler fun. ones, where Daffy had to, like, meet Hitler? Yeah, he, he did the ones where Daffy killed Hitler. Nice. Um, unlike Donald Duck, who was a Nazi sympathizer. We don't give, um, we don't give Daffy enough respect for killing Hitler all those times. Like I, not a, he one time would have been Daffy enough. killed like, Hitler killed and yet Hitler. somehow and yeah. yet somehow Bugs was the one who got fucking enlisted in the Marines. Tell me how that happened. I don't know. Well, I mean, because they don't put useful people in the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Marines? If you're looking for me, my home address is two forty seven South Seventeenth Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, nineteen one four six. Is that your actual ad? God damn it. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, good. Because I was like, is this a bit? And then you mentioned Philadelphia. And I'm like, oh, is she actually like, okay. Uh, you know, honestly, there's probably been someone who's like, I'm going to list my real address as a bit because no one's going to actually check if it's a fake address or not. Like, everyone's yeah. just going to assume. And then, and then got like a, like had a guy show up at their door being like, hey. I saw you said that, and then fucking got the shit beaten out of him or something. Oh, is it like uh, just some random person, not like the actual person who said that? Yeah, no. It's yeah, that's like, smart. Like, well, yeah. no, someone saw that they said that and was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna give them a piece of my mind." Assuming that they, but they, uh, the creator put it out was like, obviously that's yeah. a fake address. No of one course, because who would actually use their own address? Like, who would actually be dumb enough to say that? Okay, so we're talking about uh, the termite terrace. Yes. How far are we in there? Oh, we're 25 minutes. That's we're doing more than job. I thought we would have gotten. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Marvin yet. Uh, if I had to recommend some of his shorts, uh, Porky Pig Feet might be my favorite black and white Looney Tunes short. Uh, the, the, the conceit is that uh, Daffy Duck and Porky Pig do not have uh, enough money 
to pay off the hotel bill that they're in, so they spend seven minutes trying and failing to kill the manager. Uh, Have You Got Any Castles is uh, one of, like, uh, a pretty good example of an older bit they would do, which is a bunch of characters come to life in a bookstore at night, and it's an excuse to do pop culture references. It's good, though. It's it's, it's good pop culture references in a way that's fun. Uh, Unruly Hair is uh, one of the two Bugs Bunny... That's why we, that's why we got you know, honestly, if I could have one adjective to describe you, Ty, I think it might be unruly. No, I'm, talking, I'm pretty... just talking about bedhead. Oh, okay. Because that hair gets unruly sometimes. I can see it. You have pretty big hair. Yeah, it's so um... puffy. Anyway, so this is like, uh, it's like Elmer Fudd or something? Yeah, it's just it's just bugs harassing Elmer Fudd for seven minutes. It's fun. It's I feel Elmer. like there should be some kind of Title IX thing we can invoke there. Like, you can't... Even if a guy with Down syndrome is mean, they don't let you, like, push him in holes and stuff. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is, I think, the, the, like, Looney Tunes was just like, man, Mice and Men's so fucking funny. We need so many different fucking dumbass guys, or mentally disabled guys, and extremely angry guy duos. It's the funniest thing in the world. I'm just saying, like, it, that was being an Elmer Fudd seems like the worst job that like you could have had with a mental disability. Like, they couldn't be grocers back then. They had well, that to be that's Elmer why. Fudd. That's why they had to bring in Daffy to help had to take off some of the blame. It's like they were putting, they were like looking at the camera, and they're like they knew they had some, you know. Some people with like, like mental uh, handicaps in the audience because like it's cartoons and that's their favorite thing and they're just like, see, even like normal guy, even guys with ADHD are stupider than you sometimes. You're good. <laughs> that that was the uh, that was the Daffy uh, element. Yeah, I, I figured. I yeah. Figured. Um, uh, I guess we'll talk about Robert McKimson next. Uh, McKimson gets a bad rap, deservedly, I think, to some extent because. A lot of his shorts feel the most kind of bland. I think he does good stuff. Like, he's got... Like, like his a, a good McKimson short has kind of a casual feel as opposed to a boring feel. He also uh, was the first... Because by 1950, the budget cuts had made it down, so there's only, like, three director studios. And McKimson got the shortest end of the stick. Like, anytime there would be layoffs or firings, he'd get hit the hardest... Um, they closed down the, the studios for, like, a year and a half in the 50s because Jack Warner was like, we gotta go after the new hot fad, the thing that was the future of movies. We gotta go after 3D. That's it. That's the thing. And then it bombed, and they were like, fuck, I guess we gotta rehire all of these old people. And this was in, um, like, the f- 40s? or 50s? Yeah, this was in 1950. This was, like, 1955. They hadn't invented was... 3D back then. Everyone would, like... No, they literally did. They had the shitty glasses and everything. No, I mean, like, in real life. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, Ike Eisenhower was a famously two-dimensional man. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, John F. Kennedy... Uh, he didn't just get in trouble for sleeping with Marilyn Monroe. Uh, during a previous race, he got in trouble for sleeping with a stick figure. He got, yeah, um, he slept with Betty. Actually, he slept with a lot more women, uh, but he never got caught because uh, Jackie was always on the other side of him. And because it was two dimensional, she couldn't see past him to the woman he was having two dimensional sex with. That was like a that was like a real like uh, physics joke. Like that was like actually like you had to visualize. That was like a math ass joke. 
remember we're dying. Episode, everyone. Remember in that episode of Futurama where it was like uh they went to the two dimensional yeah. world. Yeah, they like, go to two D yeah. world. That was kind That's of a kind of bad episode. I, I thought it was like a cute concept, but yes, it was not very well developed. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different episode. Maybe I'm thinking you of might, the one that's They made like a lot of episodes of that the show. The old cartoon and the anime parody. They're still making... They're making Futurama episodes, I think, right now. It's so stupid. We should kill them. <laughs> yeah, not, not for the John other DiMaggio, reasons that Matt Groening good... deserves to be killed, but like... Yeah, John DiMaggio, you had a good run. We're done with you. <laughs> Can you get out of here? Get out of here. Don't come back for any more Adventure Time spinoffs. You're Billy just, West, you're just we, Billy West, we can do with all of the non-prime color M&Ms. You're good. Get out and leave. Oh, my God. I, ne- I like, like, that makes sense, but I had never once thought, oh, yeah, he's totally the red M&M. Yeah. Like, just, just like, oh, yeah. Is he all, who does the yellow one? Who uh, oh, fuck. Um, why can't I remember this fool? The guy who played J. Jonah Jameson, uh, Whiplash. Uh, oh yeah Whiplash. really jk simmons yeah yeah oh my god you are was, i think you're right it was like the farmer's commercials where it was like uh he did it when he was like a struggling actor and then he got caught in that contract for so long that like even now that he's like a multi-millionaire like you know ben in an oscar-winning movie everyone's just like fucking yeah i guess i'll do another farmer's commercial so billy west and jk simmons according to the m&m's fandom wiki are recast do you know who originally played red and yellow who oh wait red let me guess wait let me guess uh abbott was red and then uh hardy was yellow and uh this was you're like, close uh <laughs> this was like red the, the was ori- swapping days red was originally john lovitz oh um, that fuck they should have kept him on what is he doing now the critics were off the air for 30 years like what and Yellow's even crazier. Yellow was John Goodman. Oh, this is so... Listen, I love J.K. Simmons and Billy West. This is so much better. <laughs> I mean, I guess John Goodman actually, like, does shit. So, like, maybe he's not always Yeah, no, that him, makes sense. Like, and, 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 and also, like, you know... This is such a... This is a much stronger... But, like, he's literally the yellow M&M in real life. That's just... You look at John Goodman and he's shaped like that. Yeah. They base it off of him. Actually, now he doesn't look like that. Now he looks like a, like a Mike and Ike <coughs> on account of his oh, yeah, they made him th- yeah. They made, they made a skinny Goodman. We have so spent more than enough time on this podcast about, about a skinny Goodman. That is true. We don't yeah. need to go into another 20 minutes yet. Uh, McKimson does have like a few things. Like The big thing is that he is the creator of Foghorn Leghorn. You know, which... Oh, he should be in the Hague. You don't like Foghorn? I I think Foghorn's fine. I also think he's just enough of a freak pervert that he should not have been released on the American public. That's true. He's also always doing fetish shit with that dog. Like, even um, more than Pepe Le Pew, I feel like Foghorn Leghorn is the only... <laughs> is the only Looney Tunes where if one of my friends came up to me in real life and was like, hey, Foghorn Leghorn raped me, I would believe them. You know? Any, <laughs> any reasons other than just vibe? I don't just know. like he just like it's. I think it's the whole good old boy thing. I don't trust. Ah, him. that's fair. It's a front, yeah. Like he um, seems, he seems like someone who would like do some like. I don't think he's like a GHB guy. I just think he's somebody who would like push way too far in the sexual like uh, situation. Oh, and when he gets playful, even, he gets real. Playful. I don't even mean that. I just think like he would just not take his partner's consideration, like partner's feelings into consideration at all. I feel like he would just like steamroll ahead, like. 
And it would be like one of those situations where it's like for a little while after, like they would be like, oh, I, no, it was, we, it was, I was good with that. And then like they reflect on it more. And it's like, that was actually a very not cool situation for me. Like that, that's the kind of sex that I imagine Foghorn Lighthorn has. And also he's one of the few Looney Tunes characters that you can imagine having sex. That's also kind of a problem right Yeah. There. Oh, I mean, if I think... I think if they put a shirt on him, he would be the most sexual cartoon character of all time. Yeah, like a Hawaiian shirt that's like yeah. not buttoned fully, or like a, or even just like a like a vest or something. Yeah, uh, he also is responsible for what I would consider the worst long running uh, Looney Tunes short bit, which is um, the the kangaroo named Ho- Hippity Hop. I know. Uh, this was it was not a cringe reference in the forties, at least. Well, because they didn't know what kangaroos were back then. Like that was the no, first time. Didn't. That was the first time they learned about kangaroos. Was watching it on Looney Tunes. Yeah, I think we have video evidence of white people stepping onto Australia for the first time. It's like the the lost continent. For sure. Yeah. No, they invented Australia in like nineteen seventy two. Uh, and also my least favorite Looney Tunes character, Sylvester's shitty son, who talks like this. Father, mm, you were so embarrassed. Like, shut the. F- I fucking. They hate made it. They made an even gayer Scrappy Do. They. Li- that's literally what he is. He's yeah. gay, fucking scrap dandy Scrappy Do. He sucks. Sylvester, um, your run's a racket. <laughs> uh, if I had to re- recommend some uh, McKimson shorts. The Foghorn Leghorn's a pretty good Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, he also created Taz, and I think I think it's weird because like Taz has like five shorts, but Ty, I feel like you know you remember when we were kids, yeah, in like the late nineties, early two thousands. For a brief window there, it felt like Taz was, was like the most, the popular, most popular for no well, reason. I don't think people knew him from the cartoons though. I think mostly they knew him from wearing like wearing snapbacks and like low low rise jeans. I mean, he is mostly mouth, so I get why you'd go for the design like that. Like, he's just anger and teeth, and you can... Like, like, I think think even more than his rather sparse appearances in Looney Tunes, I think uh, Taz was known for dressing like a Latino. (laughs) I mean, they they sold a lot of really good bootleg shirts out of vans for him. Uh, I remember when I was was like 10... Foghorn Leghorn. uh, I recommend... My my grandpa had because my grandpa was a big like cartoon guy. Uh, he used to do like a Donald Duck voice, which but and he was like pretty good at. It, but it was it was mostly just like you know. Yeah, it's hard um, to say sentences in that voice. Yeah, but uh, he he had the one like with a bullet. I remember I'm like ten. It's like summer. I'm like bored at their house or whatever. And I'm just like, fucking, what is there to do around here? And he had on DVD, um, maybe I was like 11, uh, he had on DVD just like a, it was like Looney Tunes Survivor. (laughs) It was like, it was like one of those like really shitty Looney Tunes cartoons they made in like 2006, where it was like a themed thing. Like I've Looney Tunes never Christmas heard or whatever. Of this. And it was just like all the Looney Tunes were on a Survivor Island playing like a Survivor is, game. I've never heard of this before. This, Wait, this sounds terrible. It was really I'm bad, sure. yeah. Yeah, they made a. Yeah. It was t- called Toon Marooned. 
Nine Looney Tunes have to compete against each other at the island of Festeroon to win $100, which is actually pretty funny. Oh, this is a mini-series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, it was like oh, a short no. like Oh, no, Ty, it wasn't in TV. Do you know what this was? What was this? This was a webtoon series. They, they, Why this was put it on online DVD, flash animal. I, I don't, maybe it was a bootleg. I don't know, maybe it, No, it, just, it wasn't, because it had like a whole, uh, actually, it might have been a bootleg, because I'm, I'm remembering that cover now, it seemed like pretty like, I got this at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. That explains why I've never fucking heard of Oh, it no, here's what it might have been. You ready? Yeah, oh, here we go. It was uh, on a DVD called Looney Tunes Reality Check that had, it was a collection of webtoons that had that and also just, like, a bunch of other, like, two or three episode reality TV show-based uh, cartoons. They had one based on, okay. They went based on Fear Factor. Joe Rogan has officially in canon met Bugs Bunny. Just like, do you think, like, okay, of all the Looney Tunes, who do you think Joe Rogan would be the most likely to bring on his show? Daffy. You think Daffy? Yeah, I I mean. Here's my my pick. I mean, explain explain why Daffy or who? I don't know. I feel like Daffy would be looking for any opportunity to shit talk his co-host. Yeah, who was the other one you said? Uh, Yosemite Sam. I See, Yosemite Sam is what I agree with. I think it is either Yosemite Sam or Wile E. Coyote. Because I think Yosemite Sam would be, like, the comic he brings on, who's just kind of like a, just kind of like a, you know, a beard-swilling, like, good old boy from who, like, does Austin yeah. comedy. And then I think Wiley Coyote would be like his Neil deGrasse Tyson, where he's like, so, so, so tell me about, tell me about traps. Like, how do you do traps? And then Wiley Coyote would like hold up a sign that says like, well, you see Joe. And he'd be like, so that's, so that's interesting. So if you don't look down, you can actually like run in the air. And like, it, so you, just was... stay, you stay up there. And then Wiley Coyote holds up, yes. And the reason behind that is very funny, you know. I was curious, Ty. Yeah. I went to check on eBay, have Looney Tunes reality checked. How much do you think a DVD of that goes for? Now? Yes, right $415. now. $415. Uh, it's on the other end. You, it's a five for twenty, uh, five dollars and twenty cents, and you can, there's a buy two get one free deal at multiple sellers. I know what I'm getting people for Christmas now. Look at that. Yeah, no. Here's <laughs> <laughs> this DVD with a bunch of Looney Tunes webtoons. Merry Christmas. Yeah, no, that's literally. I have people in my life who they probably like. I don't think they'd like it, but they'd like. They'd be like, that's fine. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand the impulse because there's all, I was, that's why I went to look it up because I'm like, this could be like some lost media that's only had like one printing and it's like yeah. super, no, no, it's cheap bargain bin pillar. No, of course it's, it is. Yeah. God, that was a fucking blast of the past. I totally forgot about that. And I remember because like, I didn't like it very much as a kid because the, the animation was like noticeably very shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Looney Tunes, a cavalcade of cartoon comedy. Um, uh, next director, uh, I gotta pick this up a little bit. Uh, yeah, let's go for it. Let's talk about Frizz Freeling. Uh, Frizz, I think, is like he sounds like a guy who would have like killed an Eastern European world leader in the, like the mid 1900s. <laughs> no, he's just a good old boy. 
from Kansas City. It's crazy how much of, of like, the guys who founded the modern American animation industry are just Kansas City. Like, Walt Disney's from there, Frizz Freeze's yeah. come there. A lot of the guys who founded, like, MGM Studio also went there. It's like, it's like Kansas City invented fucking animation. That's kind of weird to think about, given yeah. that, like... How many other times a week do you think of Kansas City if I, you're not uh, a football fan? If you're, yeah, I was going to say, I think about them pretty frequently, actually. <laughs> In anger. You're still mad about I'm still that. still mad. Well, that was our game. That was our game to win, and the fucking refs conspired <laughs> against us. Um, I'm going to be mad really, about, about uh, until the next football game I watch, the next Super Bowl. You're going to be bad about that for two months. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, February. Mid-February. Got it. Okay. I did not know. Frizz's style, I think, is really appreciated because he's kind of the most, like, quintessential. Like, if you close your eyes and think of, like, a Looney Tunes short, it's probably something pretty similar to, like, a Frizz Freeling thing. That or Chuck Jones. Um, But I think he has, like... He has, like, a real tightness to him. Like, I think he, more than maybe anyone else at that studio, understood the basics of how to make, like, a a funny chase cartoon. Uh, He was also really good at musical timing and syncing syncing up Joe the Punchline with, like, a beat. So he was, like, the first Weird Al Yankovic. Kind of. Kind of. Not not quite. He he wasn't a big on lyrics. It was mostly classical and jazz. But, you know, some of that. I'm imagining someone doing, like, fucking weird out shtick in, like, World War II on, on the well, radio. Then, uh, <laughs> his name would be Weird Auschwitz. <laughs> oh, no, it'd be Weird Ally. Never mind. Weird Ally. Yeah, no. Yeah. Just, Damn it. Just, I, went just fucking, I went for the edgy one and missed the better pun. Just the German dub of Jared to be stupid. Just... <laughs> I mean, the Nazis, their theme song could have been bad. <laughs> or bad. No, I mean, bad was the fucking, damn it. Yeah, bad was I'm the so song. I'm so sick right now. I, I feel like I'm about to, like, I'm going to, like, sneeze and, like, my eyes are going to, like, vacuum back out of my head and come out my nostrils. Spencer's <laughs> such a bitch for getting out of this one. Like you're over here, him. fucking giving it your all. Yeah. About to immediately go back to sleep as soon as we I'm we so hit stop sleepy. recording, and he's and his ass is like on his couch relaxing. Yeah. He's such a bitch. He has to watch Revolutionary Girl Utena some more. No, I think he finished that. Yeah, I know. He has um, to go back and rewatch it. Oh, that's a. Hell he's part. like, oh, I haven't watched this in two months. I have to actually go back and rewatch this. I'm too busy to record the podcast. Fucking dumbass. So anyway, Fritz Fritz Franklin, Freeling. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, he uh, he created Yosemite Sam, and I would say probably has the most good Bugs Bunny shorts. Like I think he understood Bugs better than anyone. Uh, he he created Sylvester the Cat. A lot of people are mad because he changed Tweety from her um, from the, the original more violent persona that they had into like the sweet thing. Also created Granny. Really, really, like, consistent director. I feel like a lot of people kind of give Freeling shit because he just, he's a little too vanilla, but I think he's, there's, like, an efficiency to his shorts. There's no strawberry either. Oh, man. I keep watching this fucking video, man. It's crazy. It's like, uh, 
Wait, you're telling me you keep looking at titties? That's crazy. And not even like out is the worst part. It's like, like pasties don't count. It's pretty cool though. I don't know. I think pasties kind of count, but I, I get your argument. You don't. You're not a. You're not a pussy getter. You don't know. I guess I don't. I really. I. I gotta. You know. Anyway, you know what? I, I, I'm I, I'm pretty sure because I've read through it multiple times. Somehow, pasties is not on the fetish tier list. That feels weird. Because you even know that even somebody's... they know it's nothing. I don't know. I think it's I think it's kind of hot. I think it's I, I'd put it in probably argue it for like B tier. Okay, well that's not what we're doing right now. No, it's not. I don't know what we're doing right now. I'm kind of just like. I feel like I, there's not enough time to fully go over the rest of them, but so there's also not Fritz enough time. So I'm just, is, I'm just gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna kind of uh, if I, I'll just recommend some shorts real quick. Uh, high diving hair, I think, is easily like might be the funniest Bugs Bunny short of all time. It's got some real good animation. Uh, pigs in a polka is a very good Fantasia parody about the three little pigs set to um, hung, uh, part of Hungarian Rhapsody, I believe. Really, really well animated short. Sick hair might have one of the like best time jokes I've ever seen in anything. Like the the conceit of the joke is um, Bugs Bunny. It's it's one shot of like a uh, uh, like a kitchen diner. Bugs Bunny walking in and out of the door, past it, telling Elmer Fudd to keep making pies, and like immediately timing it, walking in with the pie, getting the order as the waiter, and coming back and throwing it in his face. It's it's hard to like unless you've seen it, but I like it is in a like in, in, like in, in a short that's otherwise mostly a bunch of like all right celebrity gags and a pretty good Humphrey Bogart impression, and it is an insanely good joke. I'd also recommend uh, what's another. Oh, also, Friz Freeling um, is crazy because he's, like, Chuck Jones, I think, got one one Oscar. Friz Freeling got, like, five of the six Oscars that studio got. Like, they, the Academy's fucking loved his ass. <laughs> he was, like, he made the crash of Looney Tunes cartoons. <laughs> no, no, that was Chuck Jones because he made the Pepe Le Pew short that won the Oscar. Oh, hell yeah. It's so funny that, like, a joke for, I would say the majority of human history is just like, what if this guy tried to rape this woman? Like, what if there was just, like, a guy who tried to do a rape, and everyone was like, I, so I, that's fucking not, funny? That's dude. not the joke. The joke is French people, French men are all rapists, right? Like, that's that's more what the joke is. is I guess, these yeah. Fu- these, fucking, these fucking pansy-ass cowards love rape so goddamn much. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I think better than a lot of the stereotypes we have against the French, but I don't think it's like, I don't think it's the actual right stereotype, which is that they just, they have like a little switch in their head that like got stuck at birth hating Jews and that can never be turned off, which I think. Oh, I thought you were going to say having a pouch in their neck that they can rapidly inflate outwards. They can kind of do that. And that's where And also being green and jumping high. Oh, like a frog. Yeah, that's the... Oh, like Kermit. Like Kermit from Muppet. Okay. I see where you're going from. He is kind of French in his sensibilities. It's so funny that English guys were like, oh, you eat frog legs? That's disgusting. You're a frog now. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm going to eat some shit I found on the ground. I'm not saying Americans aren't. I'm just saying that it's... Like, imagine if you judged Americans as like, 
Oh, hey, what's up, butchered cow? What's up? Yeah. Hey, what's up, corn syrup? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's that's the real one right there. What's up, fucking... What's up, High fructose corn syrup, yeah. Americans grow. <laughs> has there been, like, the political cartoon that has, like... Uh, it's showing a cornfield, but all of the individual kernels on the cob are American voters under the corn lobby. I feel like that has to exist, right? I can't, I don't care. <laughs> There's nothing you could say that would make me care about that topic any more or less. Um, going over the two other directors real quick. Uh, Chuck Jones is my favorite Looney Tunes director. It is. It is like. Talk about, listen to, like, any, like, baby boomer aged uh, writer, uh, like, throughout history, and they will, they will spend 40 fucking minutes talking about how goddamn funny it was that Bugs Bunny went duck season and then Daffy Duck went rabbit season. It was pretty funny and, in their defense. I mean, it is, it is a really It's actually, good joke. it's a classic. Um, Chuck Jones, I think part of his, uh, his talent was that he was paired up with uh, the studio's best writer, Mike Maltese. Oh, from um, the Falcon, jo- yeah. Yes. Uh, Jones, like, which, you know, obviously you need a good writer when, outside of Roadrunner, most of your shorts are, in general, like, the most dialogue-heavy of the, the main directors. Um, I don't need to recommend Chuck Jones shorts because it's Chuck fucking Jones. Like, oh, what, am I going to recommend What's Opera Doc to yeah. someone? And also, am it's gonna- like, even if you don't like his shorts, he made It's Not Unusual, which is a great song. Did you know that Tom Jones sang the opening of one of the Looney Tunes cartoons? I know. Yeah, I heard about that. He was he was like Daffy Duck, right? Yeah, the Duck Dodgers cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a there's a plot point in one of the episodes where they steal Tom Jones' voice and Daffy stings. It's not unusual at one point. I've seen I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen that clip. Oh my god. Uh, final director is probably the second most popular. The one that, like, people who aren't as big of fans of the Jones shorts point to, and that's Bob Clampett. Oh, I've uh, heard about Clampett. He seems like a real ass. Or maybe uh, I don't know. You're trying. I, that, that's more than, than anyone can ask of you. Uh, he he made, like, very stretchy, like, exaggerated animation. A lot of the shorts were really wild. He's, like, probably the most, like, immature, I'm just gonna draw shit. And, and I'm laughing at it, so fuck you if you're not, uh, of the shorts. But it, it generally works out a lot. He has probably the best collection of Daffy stuff. It's not super consistent. My favorite of his is Book Review. That's that's a great one. Great Piggy Bank Robbery, Porky and Wacky Land. Like, Clampett is... When people point at Looney Tunes, so like, the... Because, like, the studio changed after World War II in terms of budget cuts and compromises. And while they were still putting out good, great to even good stuff up until, like, 1960, there was a definite, like, shift uh, because of a lot of the, the writers leaving when they did throughout the 40s. Um, and I think of that sort of wackier, earlier style, Clampett was undeniably the best. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's... <laughs> This is done it. This is, this is all. I mean, we got five. <laughs> oh, end them with the end them with the bang. No, we're actually we're good. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you're hearing me say this, genuinely, thank you for listening because this was a difficult one. I'm aware. 
But yeah, I, I, I tried my best. I'm trying to power through it. Yeah, no, once no, you 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 carry that. I was uh this was like an escort mission in a video game. Honestly, where, like, you did more than I thought you would, yeah. Ty. Like you, you kept up some good well, roots. I tried to I tried to keep the energy going. Uh, the next episode that comes out, Spencer should be done with his nap by then, so we should be back tomorrow. And Ty will hopefully not be sick, I uh, hope. Let's, let's hope. I'm hoping it's not COVID. That'd be very annoying. But uh, I'm hoping it's not brain cancer. I'm hoping it's not brain cancer either. The only, the only brain cancer I want is getting brain from a cancer. You know what I mean? Ty, do you, before we go, do you want to tell that story? Since I think we've referenced it like Oh, uh, I thought I, I had like a really bad sinus infection for like four months. Still, it's still going on kind of. And I just thought I had brain cancer. And that's No, I think sure. the doctor said it's if. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, the doctor was like, the doctor was like, all right, go home. If like, if, if it, in like a week or two, like the symptoms go away, then you're good. If not, like come back in because it might be brain cancer. <laughs> and she did not come back in. Yeah, and I did not go back in, and I'm still not dead, so fuck doctors. Exactly. I'm only going to listen medicine now. Good night. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Da, 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 that's, da, 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 that's all folks. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. But when I see you hanging about with anyone, it's not unusual to see me cry, I wanna die It's not unusual to go out at any time But when I see you out and about, it's such a crime If you should ever wanna be loved by anyone It's not unusual, it happens every day No matter what you say Find it happens all the time Love will never do What you want to do